Strange. Y'all going out there to the tombs. We're live! Fade out the music. It doesn't fade as I'm sliding. It waits till I get to a final destination and then face it all at once. Welcome everyone to the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server and Science Commons Initiative YouTube and Boink Network Twitter. We are upping our production quality this time. We've got a picture of my adorable dog. Isn't she cute? <laughs> oh, I thought that was you. <laughs> that is me on a good day. We've got some background music. We've got we got Delta on screen here. Yeah. You get to see my drink today as well. And I still hear the echo. I hope it's not echoing on Twitter. I thought we might have solved this by now. Huh. So I'm going to play around. Delta, why don't you tell the good people about your beverage when I go play around with Twitter? But first, I'll tell everyone that you can join us every Friday at about 5-ish p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord server where we have been doing this for, oh God, four, four, three, four years? A long time. This is episode 104. Episode two on the stream. Uh, and we talk about all things Boink. That's distributed computing. Boink standing for the Berkeley Open Infrastructure for Network Computing. Uh, you can join us in the live chat there on the Discord. Uh, or you can now join us in the live chat on YouTube. Uh, Twitter users don't don't get anything. So, haha. Uh, <laughs> so, that's that. Now, good sir. How's your tasty drink? Uh, yeah, before I get to the drink first, I apologize if there's any background noise because I got a fan going on here. It's currently the middle of the Australian summer, so uh, in my room it's a sweaty. Uh, looks to be about 27 degrees Celsius. That's about 80 Fahrenheit for you Fahrenheit users. Um, so, yeah, I've been sweating for the last week. <laughs> Australia Day was like particularly perfect. Um, it was beautiful, 32 degrees Celsius. That's like 90, almost 100 Fahrenheit. Um, and then we had a nice thunderstorm that rolled over. Very classic Australian day. So uh, happy Australia Day to those Australians that are here watching <laughs> or listening to the Point Radio. Uh, but as for the beverage today, I have the genuine Fago Delicious Firework, naturally and artificially flavored. And it wants to blur it, uh, or not. Maybe. I, did you ask me a question? No. <laughs> I okay, said <okay>. Fago. <laughs> <laughs> great. I've been playing with my audio, and I had you on mute for a while. <laughs> Look at that. It censors it. How cool is yeah, that? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Disgusting. It, yeah, it knows that it's copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, yeah, this is... A, I can only assume an American drink because it has a California cash refund on the back. Um, yep, it's distributed by Fago Beverages Incorporated, a national beverage company, Detroit, Michigan, I think. That's right, right? Huh, I was just in Detroit, Michigan, Michigan for the, uh, yeah, no, that's a place. Is that okay. what you just asked? Is Detroit real? <laughs> yeah, that's a real <laughs> Is Detroit just, real? <laughs> yeah, well, that's another question. Uh, no, I just got stranded out there during the uh, blizzard recently. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think I accidentally dropped this, so it's going to be a bit flat. Um, and uh, just looking at the ingredients before I drink it, so I can figure out uh, how irradiated I'm going to get after drinking it. And it has high fructose corn syrup. So, yay! <laughs> 
that's actually illegal in Australia unless it's imported. Right. Hold on, before you drink it, uh, yeah. we have some stock audio here. Which would you like to drink to? We were just listening to acoustic cinematic. We can do dance pop, daydreaming, feeding the ducks, into space, lo-fi, night driving, or rock. Feeding the ducks. Feeding the ducks is actually my favorite one. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> this is your drinking music now. Uh, okay. Um, I think I, I don't think the uh, audio is going to appear on the stream because we got uh, Craig recording via Discord. But oh, it's not going to record on the podcast. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So let, let's let's see how this tastes. Um, I was surprised how cheap it was, but how big it how big it is. Um, it smells like Dr Pepper. <laughs> Definitely smells like Dr. Pepper. It's warm. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. Uh, I should have got like a glass with some uh, ice in it. Um, let, let me take another sip because I gotta, I gotta think about it again. I promise everyone this is very related to Boink. Just wait for it. <laughs> it's. It tastes like if. Um, you mixed a uh, Dr. Pepper with a Sprite. Got, okay. Yeah, that it's sounds like pretty a more good, actually. Kind of flavor, but you still get that hint of the um, the Dr. Pepper, like kind of licorice sort of sort of flavor. It's pretty good. I, I probably wouldn't say that it tastes like fireworks, as, it's, <laughs> as it says. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It is very very sugary, though. I will tell you that. Um, Actually, I think someone might know this, but I think it might be the flavor of like a popsicle because I think you can see on the side right there. There's a. Oh, there's I know those. Popsicle. Those are very American popsicles. Those are great. Are they called State. fireworks? Um, I don't know. They're called red, white, and blue popsicles to me. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. This is this is very sugary. Like I, I'm telling you now, like. I would probably want to dilute that. that okay, okay. Now so here's, here's how we relate this to Boink. Which Boink project most does that soda most remind you of? Does that beverage most remind you of? You can be existing, dead, or future. Mm. Gotcha. I'm probably going to say um, the Latin Squares project. Yeah. Yeah, reason is because I'm pretty sure with the Latin squares they have like really colorful kind of like patterns on the Latin totally squares. Do. Or like, yeah, you can you can color them. And for some reason, this drink, even though it's completely pasty white, <laughs> gives me a lot of colors like fireworks. So, I've always loved um, the white of those drinks. Like, it is a pasty white, really? but it's like glowy and it's kind of pretty. I don't know. But it's all right, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so beverage review. Last question, of course. Where would you put it? Your line of beverage. Uh, it's got way too much sugar in it, but it's 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 pretty good. So I'll give it a six. Give it a six. All right, all right. Solid review from uh, a boy Delta over here. Drinking drinks, sugar in the morning. Nothing yep. like it. High <laughs> <laughs> fructose <laughs> corn syrup for breakfast. All right, let's get to some boink nudes. We have got. An extreme sports winter X game challenge coming out of SR base that's starting today at 1 UTC. I don't know how UTC works. Is that AM, PM? Hi, I'm from the US. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this runs from January 27th to January 29th. Uh, I'm loading up the form here. The uh, It's part of the Winter X Games Challenge, and this, this sprint is for SR base. Um, there you go. How extreme is it? <laughs> it sounds pretty extreme. Well, it's extreme. I mean, extreme <laughs> is spelled with a capital X. No, it's not. It's not that extreme. It's sort of extreme but, then. But it's the Winter X Games Challenge. What does that mean? <laughs> I think, that, does the X stand for extreme? I, like, the X Games are just a bunch of, like, tricks. Snowboard, skiing. Uh, I think there's skateboarding and stuff in this the warmer weather. Um, but I don't know. I don't ride on boards. Okay, so... <laughs> The only board I need is a motherboard. Uh, <laughs> so that's actually uh, all the news we have this week. Don't run um, to me. Do we? What about the? Wasn't there one from Cyber? I don't see it. I do see a LHC at home server upgrade. Uh, oh, because we're Cyber doing two 22. weeks. We're going yep. two weeks back. I forgot. Yeah. What's up with Cyber? Yeah. So Cyber is moving away from their. Um, one of their targets to a different target. Um, they're moving from, uh, so they say after doing initial studies on the established SARS-CoV-2 target RNA dependent um, RNA polymerase, I think that's how you do it, as they call it RDRP, they're departing from protease studies and focusing on RDRP along with NSP targets, whatever, whatever those are. <laughs> So they're still sticking to COVID-19 uh, work or more specifically SARS-CoV-2 uh, work units, except they're just looking at a different part of it. And I think from the way that they describe it, they're looking at the structure of how the SARS-CoV-2 RNA replicates itself. So that's more of the research that they're moving to. They've provided a really nice diagram of RDRP. Uh, which, uh, if you take a look at the news article from uh, Psydoc, is in white color. It's got a very big, big protein. Um, and, yep, they have an RNA chain in the activation site, uh, which is the colorful little thing that's in there. And that's apparently how it replicates the SARS-CoV-2 virus, or the, rather the RNA or the DNA of it. And uh, an interesting note from the project admin, uh, on a CPU, uh, they tested on a Ryzen 3900X with SMT enabled, and it took them 16 hours to complete this work unit. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Go, go, go. Go Psyduck. <laughs> yeah, that was going somewhere, and then I forgot where it was going, so I just said go three times. All right, coming out of Prime Grid, they, uh, funnily enough, or I don't know if it's funny, the Chinese New Year just happened, and it's year 4,721, and that is a prime number. So they ran a three-day challenge from January 22nd to January 25th. Uh, it's over, uh, but they were searching for primes and stuff. It's what they do. Uh, so <laughs> I hope everyone had fun with that project uh, with that competition, the challenge. Prime Grid is a great, engaging project that people love. Once you're there, 
you're there for good. It kind of just sucks you in. I uh, would recommend checking them out. They got an engaging community, Discord, their forums, for whoever uses forums. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it came across as I intended, you ancient soul. Uh, <laughs> so that's Prime Grid. What else we got? Uh, I was going to say, um, make sure you get into Prime Grid and grab your Prime number before they run out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's that's actually a legitimate thing because if we keep crunching these Prime numbers, they'll eventually run out or get to a point where they're so hard to compute. that. Does that mean it runs number. out? Like, Well, I know that a lot of the smaller GFN tasks have run out because the GFN is uh, has a specific like uh, section of numbers that it looks at. So most of the really easy primes to compute have all been computed now. They've all been discovered. So. Yeah, but primes, um, that's like saying you're when you finish the last whole Pringle, you're out of Pringles. No, no, no. They're there. It's just a little more difficult. And you got to tip the pin <laughs> <bin> over. <laughs> right, right. But you do want to get your, your you get recognition for finding the primes, and it's easier to find a prime now than it will be in 100 years because this computing stuff, I don't know if you heard about it, but there's these chips and semiconductors and it uses electricity and it gets hot and needs fans and can heat your house. Uh, it's going somewhere. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, speaking of heating your house though, did you see the thing coming out of the Gridcoin community? Uh, I think it was make a, make a snack. He did a, uh, like a, a thermometer with your boink project with your, with your boink rig. So the rig would shut off, I think, when the room reaches a certain temperature. So you can actually use it to heat your house. Because the complaint is, so the rumor has it, that people's houses just overheat when they run boink and they have to go in and they just don't bother with it to shut it off for the summer because that's annoying to have to keep turning it on and off because it gets too hot. But with this, you just, uh, you install it, you run it, whatever, it's a simple script, I think. Uh, and I don't think it has any extra hardware you need to buy, uh, but it will just, turn itself off once the room is a certain temperature. And I think they're working on a way to make it throttle instead of shut off. So it'll go from, instead of going from all CPUs running to zero, it'll go from all CPUs down to maybe eight or maybe down to four, maybe down to two, maybe down to one. Uh, and just like throttle until, you know, temperature cools off. Maybe it turns into night and then it comes back on. Just mm, user yeah. experience. Uh, I wouldn't mind trying to help out with that because uh, I know that it's definitely possible to throttle Boink uh, because it uses um, the uh, RPC protocol, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, you, literally all that program has to do is just send a little message to your Boink client on your computer and it'll change how it works. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. That's stuff you can do with this this open infrastructure. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to help, reach out to Alex. Uh, so, make a snack or Alex is... Very active in the Gridcoin community and the Boeing community. He's also a board member of the Science Commons Initiative. So if anyone's interested in helping, he's got a couple projects going uh, on the side. Reach out to him. Give him a little hand. A little open source love. A little, a little boinking, if you will. Um, moving right along. WEPM plus two 12-digit factor of P2203 has now been found by the project WANLIST2. And as always, what? <laughs> Who is going to find the 13 digit factor? It's been found 395,219 times. And again, that's pretty decent. I think that's probably what? the highest we've seen it. Well, I don't, I still don't know. Does that mean literally people found it that many times? 
I'm not sure. <laughs> like, what does that mean? I'm so confused by this project, but they keep getting results, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> yeah, because the, the thing that they're after is the 13-digit um, factor. That's what they want. Ah. Why? What? Have you done a project brief on this one? I, I think I have ages ago, but it's been so long. <laughs> okay, I'll have to I go back. I can do another one in, in two weeks. We should go through... Um, I say it like I helped you with those at all beyond being your co-host and guinea pig. Uh, so you should go through like the dead projects and start doing project briefs on those because you've really hit most of the live I, projects. I think I did a few dead projects. Like I know I did uh, Goofy X Grid, which was um, pretty fun to look at. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think probably going through the dead projects would be a good idea. Definitely a yeah. Halloween themed one. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good idea. I, I, there's mm. like dozens if not hundreds of dead projects on boink and we say dead maybe they completed their stuff like death is not always a bad thing maybe you lived a nice full life and you're just moving on to a new state of being right um so it, it could be really fun nostalgic and whatnot uh and now that we're live on stream you can do some screen sharing stuff uh yeah that'd be fun yeah cool um right. yeah maybe next next uh point radio will do uh do a uh project brief in two weeks right my february is gonna get nuts we'll talk off stream about whether or not i'm gonna be here at all <laughs> so cool no problem that said that's all i got for the news oh no it's not we got the big news we got the the um boink workshop virtual workshop is taking place on march 1st and march 8th so it is a two-day event one week apart from each day again that's march 1st and march 8th uh, it is a celebration of all things Boink, distributed computing, and science. Uh, it, I'm getting the website up right now. Cause I, I think it's just boinkworkshop.org, right? Yeah, it's just the boinkworkshop.org. They have this. There we go. They got that beautiful Boink yellow in the background. Learn, discover, participate, build Boink Workshop 2023. Uh, each session is going to be three hours. It starts at noon Eastern on both days. It is free, it is online, uh, and they are looking for speakers. And if you wanna go, it would be so cool if you registered. It really helps organizers get a feel for what to expect, what to plan for. You know, do they need to just get a, a coffee table, a virtual coffee table for two or three people, or do they need to- Do they need beverages? Go, do they need beverages, <laughs> or do they need to go rent out a massive server? buy some zoom rooms for 500 people right it would help also at boinkworkshop.org you can find the schedule as it gets filled in i'm sure it's there's, there's a lot that is not up there yet because it is fairly early you can also find their twitter and a link to the youtube where there are the talks from last year go check it out um and join register go yeah Boink. funny thing from the if you check out the videos from last year try and find my video because i know that the day that I recorded, uh, or the day that um, I presented all that stuff, uh, was the day that my internet decided to start crapping out. <laughs> Which yeah. is very unusual because my internet I consider to be quite stable, and unfortunately, that particular point in time, uh, there was actually a problem with the fiber connections at, outside my house. So <laughs> that was the first time that my internet actually crapped out. And I'm so I'm surprised that it 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 was a, it was able to do it exactly on that time to prove that Australia's internet is crap. <laughs> so, 
So all that means is, is you can only go up this year because you are presenting this year, assuming you get uh, in to speak. And I assume you will because it's a really cool project. It's the Boink Census run by the Science Commons Initiative uh, and Delta put it together and it just we got great response. So I don't know if you want to talk about it a little bit. Don't give anything away because yeah, yeah. big release <laughs> at the workshop. But. Yeah, so the census is pretty much completed in its final draft phase at the moment. Um, all the results have been kind of analyzed and I've looked through pretty much all of the responses that people put for like specify other. Um, and yeah, so one particular question I wanted to spoil here on, on the Boink radio is the question about, uh, we asked a question in the Boink census about whether you use any other distributed computing platforms. And I listed a few other ones. So I listed, uh, I know I listed Folding at Home and I listed um, Dream Labs uh, for those that know uh, Folding at Home and Dream Labs. And uh, I neglected, um, I, I feel kind of stupid that I managed to neglect distributed.net, which is another quite popular one. <clears throat> uh, and we received a decent amount of other responses. Um, and uh, yeah, people gave some uh pretty showed, showed some pretty interesting projects so uh the one thing i wanted to go through on this uh radio is uh, what we got from that uh, particular question yeah definitely uh but yeah if you want to see the full results of the boink census they will probably be posted um sometime between now and the boink workshop uh, so you'll be able to see them there but if you want my full analysis take on it and the australian take on it um uh, then yeah come come to the boink workshop um you'll have a blast of a time and you'll find some really interesting things in in the boink census uh but anyway uh onto the onto the actual question so um with the uh with the question so we asked do you use any other distributed computing platforms we had about almost 700 people say no um, or rather we had 700 responses that said no. And keep in mind that this was like a multi-select sort of question. So you could select uh, Folding at Home and Dream Labs and other. Um, or if you were feeling especially devilish, you could have selected no and Folding at Home. <laughs> Did um, anyone do that? I'm not sure. I haven't done any like combinatorial analysis. Okay. And for, for chances are there... There were probably yeah. one or two that may have, yeah. For context here, this is 700 out of 950 respondents, right? Um, every every response that I'm saying here is not exactly one-to-one -one with the person because after all, you can select multiple. But there were um, there were 900 and I think 30 uh, total, yeah, 939 people who finished the form. So the results that I'm telling you here is based off of a sample size of around 939. Cool. Yep. Uh, so yeah, the majority said no, they don't use any other distributed computing platform other than Boink. Uh, the one that came in second was Folding at Home. So Folding at Home is the second most popular, um, or I probably shouldn't say second most, but let's say. In a, in a survey um, of Boink users, it's the second most in popular. In a survey of Boink users. <laughs> in a survey of Boink users, um, Folding at Home, out of the other distributed, distributed computing platforms that were in the form, uh, came out on top. Uh, for those of you that don't know Folding at Home, it's a distributed computing project that focuses its, focuses itself purely on folding proteins and uh, 
um, protein docking simulations. Um, I am not too, too like um, informed about following at home. I might even do a project brief on them at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, they focus a lot on, uh, on just protein docking rather than more sort of broad things like, oh yeah, we'll do astrophysics, we'll do some mathematics, we'll do some biology here. No, they're just purely on folding and docking. Let me give you, let me fill that in a little bit. So the yeah. folding at home is a more permissioned, uh, I wouldn't even call it an infrastructure. It is a project. It is essentially a Boeing project that runs on its own. It was started at Stanford and it does only do protein folding uh, or, or that type of medical research. Uh, the applications that run on it are granted permission to run on it by the people who run it. Uh, and it is the largest supercomputer in the world, or rather it was during the hey, the heyday, the reign of COVID. Uh, it was, I think, two to three, maybe even four exaflops of processing power at a given moment in time, which is wild, right? Uh, it, uh, it really helped researchers get a grasp on what COVID was, how it was operating, how the spike protein worked, all that stuff. Uh, Rosette at home, by the way, still modeled the protein uh the spike protein first but the uh the the genius of folding at home at that time is the number of people that got engaged with the project was just astronomical it did so much good for distributed computing uh and bringing people in and then you you compare this though with boink which is an open infrastructure boink itself is not a project boink doesn't run any application any co computing application boink is an infrastructure on which anyone can build an application anyone can put their their software in there and get their data crunched. So that is the main difference. Permissioned versus permissionless. Infrastructure versus project. Yeah, uh, thanks for that, Jenga. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much everything about folding at home. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the other option that I put on there was Dreamlabs. And uh, for those who don't know Dreamlabs, I believe if I believe it's a distributed computing project that's sponsored by Vodafone. If I'm not mistaken. That sounds um, right. Yeah, it's Australian, and, right? Yes, I'm very sure that it did come out of Australia. And it's a project that's basically totally focused on mobile computing. So the reason why it's called Dream Labs is because, oh yeah, as you go to sleep, your phone will be crunching science work in the background and sending those results back to scientists. And uh, that's essentially what it does. It's it's an app that goes on your phone. Um, it's sponsored by Vodafone, so I can get past all of the um, all the special uh, terms and conditions and everything about loading binaries onto your phone and all that, um, because everyone trusts Vodafone because it's a big company. Um, reason I bring that up is because Boink is having a lot of trouble with Android specifically because they can't load the applications from each of the, each of the um, Boink projects onto the phone because of the security mechanisms. Um, so uh, yeah, Dream Labs is basically pretty much almost the pioneer, I guess, in mobile distributed computing. Yeah. Uh, unless anyone else can think of any other particular project that uh, runs on your phone and aims to do distributed computing. No, but and I, I, I would like to to highlight that point you just made like vodafone yeah. is a trusted big organization it's a permissioned project and because that owner of the permission project is a big trusted company that if they screw up your phones they're going to get sued they can get into all these app stores and boink is a permissionless infrastructure as i just said and it's like that means that anyone can put an applicant put a, a boink project out there and if 
Boink was on a mobile device and just some user, like think about your grandma, just like, oh, I'm going to download Boink. And then she gets the, she down, she signs up for this project that's malicious and there's, there's no oversight. There's no one really responsible for that. It's run by an anonymous person and your grandma gets hacked and her whole social security has gone. Everything's gone. Her life's ruined. And, uh, you know, it's grandma that sucks. Uh, that is that's a big challenge right how do you get boink on mobile so there's it, it really highlights the the scope of sort of the challenges in computing on scientific data using volunteers or using just idle processing power around the world yeah um and yeah i remember using dream labs a while ago to try it out um and yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Made your phone quite warm. <laughs> Don't really want to be running it in the Australian summer, I'll tell you that. Did it ever uh, blow up? Because I know you can use uh, Boink on your phone, right? There is a way to, yep. to set that up. Uh, it's just not in the app stores. So, Correct. Yep. And I've heard many stories of Boinkers who have... Like blow up is sounds very violent, but it like swells up your battery and then your phone dies. <laughs> uh, like, does Vodafone throttle before that happens? Or does I think Dreamlabs? it does. I, I think Dreamlabs does do things to prevent your phone from getting too warm. But either way, if you're doing mobile, if you're doing Boink or distributed computing on your mobile, I would highly recommend probably only doing it during winter when generally the air and the ambient temperature is pretty cold. Um, or if you have some old phones like I do and you don't care whether they blow up like a big spicy pillow, um, then <laughs> that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go, <laughs> go use those old phones because, um, yeah. And I'm always interested in finding a way to actually like, kind of like short out the battery or something so that we don't have to have a battery at all. You can just plug it in and let it do its thing and get however hot that it wants to get <laughs> without throw... um, worrying about the battery. Yeah, I'm going to throw a quick disclaimer in here. We do not advocate for anyone going out and boinking on their phone to go blow up the battery. Be yes. safe. Only <laughs> no. only do what you know what you're doing. Please. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, be careful when you're doing it. Um, and, yeah, if you have, like, an old phone, like, I mean, it's an old phone. So um, it's I don't think it's going to break your heart or your bank to... <laughs> to you to run boink on it um but yeah there's uh dream labs pioneering uh, mobile distributed computing and we had a lot of other responses so <clears throat> the top response for other was i think distributed.net and uh, for those of you that don't know distributed.net uh it's basically just kind of like an online kind of website and they give you like a like an app to run on your computer and it'll just do particular crunching work that you want if you've ever used yo-yo at home yo-yo at home actually wraps distributed.net in its own little thing and yeah basically i remember running yo-yo at home a lot because i was really interested in the optimal golem ruler project and i actually have an interest in finding more and larger optimum golem rulers because uh in some of the software that i've actually made before it actually uses golem rulers which is pretty pretty sweet um so uh yeah so uh distributed.net is basically the project that brought you the ogr project and also a lot of things that uh, yo yo at home did as well uh it's a pretty old project too uh and 
yeah, it's been around for quite a bit. It Another is, big one. I think it's yeah. literally like the second or third distributed computing project that ever existed. I think it's that old. It's well before. Probably. And I'm going to give you something that's probably even older. <laughs> um, one particular project that was mentioned quite a bit in the other section as well is the Great Internet uh, Mercenary Prime Search, or as some people might know it, GIMPs. Or um, I think other people refer to it as Prime 95. And uh, this one was started all the way back in 1996. <laughs> I think distributed so, net is before that, uh, even. <laughs> that is maybe very old. okay. Well, we're 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 sitting here with the veterans of distributed computing. <laughs> yeah, um, it's amazing. They... I can't imagine getting into this stuff back in the early nineties. It must have been a different world. I'll I'll tell you now. They have T-shirts. <laughs> you can buy T-shirts from the Prime ninety five project. Um, but yeah, the Great Internet uh, Mercenary Prime Search. Uh, is some is similar to distributed distributed.net in the sense that it's kind of like just basically a website uh, and you just download the app and you run it I'm pretty sure so uh, yeah the, it's basically a similar project to that I've never personally done it nor have I known about this before the blank census so if you're interested in going if, if you're interested in seeing this and trying it out go to mercene.org that's m-e-r-s-e-n-e.org <clears throat> and yeah or just search up gimps or prime 95 and you should be able to find that as well um and yeah i guess they're just finding prime numbers sounds fun people love primes yeah, primary. And... <laughs> Do you think yeah. they're related at all? Do you think prime rib is related to prime numbers? If they give you seven ribs, then it's a prime number. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, like it's probably they just give you seven ribs. Those seven ribs. Uh, and then finally, uh, the last two, uh, these ones were only like slightly mentioned a couple times in the other, in the other section, uh, a project called sheep it. So for those of you that remember the big, ugly rendering project from Boink or burp, burp at home, uh, it was doing basically a distributed rendering farm. So if you needed to render something on blender or some other sort of rendering software, chuck it on burp and then other computers around the world will basically just compute it for you and send it back. So basically you could do all this rendering on a computer that doesn't have the hardware that you need. And you can basically just use the other hardware from around the world pretty much for free as volunteers volunteer for it. And this project sheep, it is as far as I can see identical to the burp project and yeah, like it, it does exactly what Burp does. It takes in frames that need to be rendered and renders them and sends them back to uh, whoever requested them. It's, uh, yeah, it's completely free. It's volunteer. Um, and yeah, if you, you're interested in running Sheepit or if you want to do something that's related to render farms and distributed rendering, then check out Sheepit. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And uh, finally, the last one uh, that a lot of people mentioned, it's not exactly a project, but it's kind of like a collection of sort of little things. 
Learning at Home is a GitHub repository that contains uh, for, uh, that contains code and other infrastructures to run distributed um, training of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning models. The two big ones that people mentioned in the other section of the Boeing census was HiveMind and Petals.ml. <clears throat> so uh, HiveMind is, uh, as it describes in its, in its description, decentralized deep learning in PyTorch, built to train models and thousands of volunteers uh, from thousands of volunteers around the world. And Petals.ml is a machine learning uh model for language models for natural language models uh as far as i read into it it's basically like um we have this massive natural language model which has billions and billions of parameters and to put it on one computer you need like i don't know something crazy like 300 gigabytes of ram or something like that so what it does is it splits it up into little pieces and basically runs the language model differently on different computers and then collects the answer and gives it to you pretty much uh, and then HiveMind is basically decentralized deep learning in PyTorch. So um, those are the last uh, decentralized uh, computing projects that we uh, that we got from the census. And that concludes the results from that particular question. Very cool. While you were going over that, by the way, I was loading my dishwasher and it made <laughs> me think, gosh, I wish there was a dishwasher at home project or distributed computing project where I could just take a picture of my dishes and it would tell me how to load it. <laughs> that could be a thing soon enough. I have a feeling that could be a thing soon enough. Do you think it's more or less likely than guttering at home? I think it's uh, less likely than guttering at home because guttering uh, at home has more or less a clearly defined mathematical equation to do it and it's easier to model it. Uh, versus you just take a picture of your dish, dishwasher and then it finds out how to do it itself. That's a very, very complex task. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I'm going to okay. need a lot of uh, convolutional neural networks for that one. <laughs> I understood some of those words. For now, you'll just have to manually load all of your dishes. Yeah, and struggle. Just struggle. <laughs> uh, okay, so that was a lot of distributed computing projects. Yep, a lot. Out and there. that's all we know from the Boeing Census. So next time on the Boeing Census, if you come on and share your response, if you know any other distributed computing pl platforms, be sure to look for that question and uh, let us know what you what you know because it's a good opportunity to share with the rest of the community what essentially you use and what other things are out there. Cause I didn't know sheep at home existed or, or sheep it rather, uh, nor did I know that gimps existed. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I did look it up. Distributed is February, 1997. So you were right. Uh, gimps, hey, is early. Yeah. gimps is the grandfather. Oh my God. They have the, their logo is like a Netscape esque <laughs> from the era. Oh man. It's so fun. Okay. All right, yeah, and to, to your point too, there's so much we can learn from the other projects out there uh, doing things different ways. Like maybe we can learn from how Vodafone gets on the app store. Maybe there can be some sort of organization that takes the legal risk and verifies and reviews 
the code. This is similar to what World Community Grid, what IBM did with World Community Grid, uh, because they were like, it's their project. They had to seriously vet the code they were putting out there to make sure it wasn't malicious or, or breaking anyone's machine. Uh, and that app, uh, that project probably could have gotten through the app store. They would just have to package it as just World Community Grid, not Boink. Uh, you, you basically lock people out from choosing their project at that point. Uh, so, but but it's a, it's an option. There's ways to do this stuff. So, there we go. Any more thoughts for the day? Uh, no, I think we're good. Uh, I just want to get out of this room because it's starting to get really hot in here. Oh, if only you had the Boink thermometer. <laughs> I'm not running Boink at the moment. All my rigs are off because of summer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If only you had the Boink thermometer. <laughs> All right, then we'll take off for the next two weeks. Then we'll see you all. What will that be? Feb 10? No. Yes. February 10th. Look at me in my day math. Uh, have fun. Happy boinking. Bye. See ya.